Get ready for the smartest bundle in streaming. Six streaming services for the intellectually curious. Featuring CuriosityStream with the best collection of documentary films and TV shows. Psalm TV and great stories from the world of wine. Taste made for the fun side of food and travel. Topic with the best thrillers and crime stories. And so much more. From nature to history, technology to food, mystery to adventure. Get six streaming services for one low price. At less than $6 a month, it's the best deal in streaming. Learn more and sign up now at smartbundle.com. New on Curiosity Stream. This bear's walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious Trans-Pacific stopover on Extremities Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to Connect the Conspiracy with your host, Larry Elise. Join him as he dives into some of the biggest conspiracies in history and attempts to separate fact from fiction. Hello and welcome to Connect the Conspiracy. I am your host, Andrea Elise. Today we're diving into the mysterious club slash secret society of the Bohemian Grove. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts on the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new po- uh, podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com and use the code Larry21 for 10% off your first order. And if you want to see Poddex in action, we uh, created a video using Poddex. You can check it out up right up here. And uh, check them out today. And now on to Bohemian Grove. Conspiracy is part of our culture. Sometimes it is mere imagination, and sometimes the conspiracy is so deep that it makes it even hard to track down. The fact is, we as humans try to connect the dots and make sense of everything. I'm your host, and I'm here to help you find details about conspiracy theories while having a good time to connect and discuss in-depth top- topics. Follow the podcast on social media at CTC Podcast one and send us your comments. Let's get into it. And before we do, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. And always subscribe and hit that bell notification. So let's dive right into it, shall we? The tradition of a summer encampment was established six years after the Bohemian Club was formed in 1872. Henry Harry Edwards, a stage actor and founding member, announced that he was relocating to New York City to further his career. On June 29, 1878, 
Somewhat fewer than 100 Bohemians gathered in the Redwoods in Marin County near Taylorville for an evening send-off party in Edward's honor. Free-flowing liquor and some Japanese lanterns put a glow on the festivities, and club members retired at a late hour to the modest comfort of blankets laid on the dense mat of redwood needles. This festive gathering was repeated the next year without Edwards and became the club's yearly encampment. By 1882, the members of the club camped together at various locations in both Marin and Sonoma County, including the present-day Mere Woods and a redwood grove that once stood near Duncan's Mills, several miles down the Russian River from the current location. From 1893, Bohemians rented the current location, and in 1899 purchased it from Melvin Cyrus Meeker, who had developed a successful logging operation in the area. Gradually, over the next decades, members of the club purchased land surrounding the original location to the perimeter of the basin in which it resides. Writer and journalist William Henry Irwin said of the grove, quote, You come upon it suddenly. One step and its glory is over you. There is no perspective. You cannot get far enough away from one of the trees to see it as a whole. There they stand, a world of height above you, their pinnacles hidden by their topmost fringes or branches or lost in the sky. Not long after the club's establishment by newspaper journalists, it was commandeered by a prominent San Francisco-based businessman who provided the financial resources necessary to acquire further land and facilities at the Grove. However, they still retained the Bohemians, artists and musicians who continued to entertain international members and guests. The Bohemian Club is a private club. Only active members and their guests may visit. Guests have been known to include politicians and notable figures from other countries. Particularly during the midsummer encampment, the number of guests is strictly limited due to the small size of the facilities. Camp valets are responsible for the operation of the individual camps. The head valet are akin to general managers at a resort, club, restaurant, or hotel. Service staff include female workers whose presence at the grove is limited to daylight hours in central areas close to the main gate. Male workers may be housed at the grove within the boundaries of the camp to which they are assigned or in peripheral service areas. High-status workers stay in small private quarters, but most are housed in rustic bunkhouses. The main encampment area consists of 160 acres of old-growth redwood trees over 1,000 years old, some over 300 feet tall. The main activity at the grove is varied entertainment in which all members participate on a grand main stage and a smaller, more intimate stage. The majority of common facilities are entertainment venues. Steep, uh, sleeping quarters, or camps, are scattered throughout the grove. There were 118 of them as of 2007. These camps, which are frequently patrilineal, are the principal means through which high-level businesses and political contacts and friendships are formed. The preeminent camps are hillbillies, mandalay, caveman, stowaway, uplifters, owl's nest, hideaway, isle of aves, lost angels, silverado squatters, hillside, idle wild, sempervirens, each camp has a captain, and one of his many jobs is its upkeep. Many local Sonoma County contractors have performed a variety of tasks at these camps and have called their requested work simple and eco-friendly. The central spaces for recreation and entertainment are the Grove Stage, an amphitheater with seating for 2,000, 
used primarily for the Grove play production on the last weekend of the Midsummer Encampment. The stage extends up the hillside and also home to the second largest outdoor pipe organ in the world. Field Circle, a bowl-shaped amphitheater used for the mid-encampment. Low Jinx musical comedy for Spring Jinx in early June and for a variety of other performances. Campfire Circle, has a campfire pit in the center of the circle surrounded by carved redwood log benches used for smaller performances in a more intimate setting. Museum Stage, a semi-outdoor venue with a covered stage, lectures and small ensemble performances. Dining Circle, seating approximately 1,500 diners simultaneously. Clubhouse, designed by Bernard Maybeck in 1903, completed the year following on a bluff overlooking the Russian River. It's a multi-purpose dining, drinking, and entertainment building, the site of the Manhattan Project planning meeting held in 1942. The Owl Shrine in the lake, an artificial lake in the interior of the grove, used for the noontime concerts, and also the venue of the Cremation of Care, which takes place on the first Saturday of the encampment. It's also the location of the 12.30 p.m. daily lakeside talks. These significant informal talks, many on public policy issues, have been given over the years by entertainers, professors, astronauts, business leaders, cabinet officers, central intelligence agency directors, future presidents, and former presidents. Now, you would think a secret group such as the Bohemian Grove would have security, and you would be right. The Bohemian Grove is protected by a sophisticated security team year-round. The Bohemian Club employs ex-military personnel to help secure the area. They utilize high-end security equipment, including thermal night vision cameras, motion detectors, and vibration-sensing alarm systems. The level of security is particularly heightened during the time periods that members are on site. During these times, the local sheriff's office, California Highway Patrol, and if warranted by the guest list, the U.S. Secret Service helped to secure the areas and roads surrounding the encampment. In 2019, the Sonoma County Board of Supervisors informed the club that 2019 would be the last year they provide law enforcement security. Despite the high level of security present, there have been numerous high-profile successful infiltrations of the Bohemian Grove. In the summer of 1980, Rick Kloger gained entrance to the grove with the help of an employee and posed as a worker during two weekends of the annual encampment. His efforts, the first magazine reporting from inside the grove, was published in August 1981 issue of Mother Jones. Around the same time, ABC Evening News aired a special report on Bohemian Grove. In the summer of 1989, spy magazine writer Philip Weiss spent seven days in the camp posing as a guest, which led to his November 1989 article, Inside the Bohemian Grove. He was eventually discovered and arrested for trespassing. On July 15, 2000, probably the most infamous infiltration, Alex Jones and his cameraman Mike Hansen clandestinely entered Bohemian Grove and shot footage of the cremation of care ceremony. Jones claimed it was a ritual sacrifice. From this footage, documentary filmmaker John Ronson produced the episode The Satanic Shadowy Elite, in which he characterizes the proceedings as an overgrown frat party, while Jones produced dark secrets inside Bohemian Grove, describing what he thought were satanic rituals. On January 19, 2002, 37-year-old Richard McCaslin was arrested after his nighttime infiltration of the Bohemian Grove where he set several fires. He was a heavily armed and wearing a skull mask and outfit with 
Phantom Patriot written across its chest. No Bohemian Club members were, or guests were present at the club at the Grove at the time. The club's patron saint is John of Apologies Nepomuk, who, according to legend, suffered death at the hands of a Bohemian monarch rather than disclose the confessional secrets of the queen. A large wood carving of St. John in cleric robes with his index finger over his lips stands at the shore of the lake in the grove, symbolizing the secrecy kept by the grove's attendees throughout its long history. Since the founding of the club, the grove's mascot has been an owl symbolizing wisdom. A 30-foot hollow owl statue made of concrete over steel supports stands at the head of the lake in the grove. The statue was designed by sculptor and two-time club president Hig Patagian. It was constructed in the late 1920s. Since 1929, the Owl Shrine has served as the backdrop of the yearly cremation of care ceremony. Now, after mentioning the cremation of care ceremony, you may be wondering what it is. Well, I'm glad you asked. Cremation of Care Ceremony is a theatrical production in which some of the club members participate as actors. It was first conducted in 1881. The production was devised by James F. Bowman with George T. Bromley playing the high priest. It was originally set up within the plot of the series hijinks dramatic performance on the first weekend of the summer encampment, after which the spirit of care slain by the jinx hero is solemnly cremated. The ceremony served as a catharsis for pent-up high spirits, and to symbolically present the salvation of the trees by the club. The cremation of care was separated from the other grove plays in 1913 and moved to the first night to become an exercising of the demon to ensure the success of the ensuing two weeks. The grove play was moved to the last weekend of the encampment. The ceremony takes place in front of the Owl Shrine. The moss and lichen-covered statue simulates a natural rock formation. It holds electrical and audio equipment within it. For many years, a recording of the voice of club member Walter Crockett was used as the voice of the owl during the ceremony. Music and pyrotechnics accompany the ritual for dramatic effect. In the Grove Play Each year, a Grove Play is performed for one night during the final weekend of the summer encampment. The play is a large-scale musical theatrical production written and composed by club members involving some 300 people, including chorus, cast, stage crew, and orchestra. The first Grove play was performed in 1902 during the war years. 1943 to 1945, the stage was dark. 1975, an observer estimated that the Grove play cost between 20000 and 30000 an amount that would be as high as 144000 in today's dollars. Now, before we move on, we'd like to remind you of our sponsor, Audible. Audible is the home of more than 100,000 audiobooks from a wide range of genres. You can check them out today and get a free trial, 30-day free trial, at audibletrial.com slash Larry21. Along with that free trial, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, which you can keep even after you, after you cancel your audible trial that again is audibletrial.com slash larry21 check them out today and now on to a very intriguing discussion one in the grove 
Although no woman has ever been given full membership in the Bohemian Club, the four female honorary members were hostess Margaret Bowman, poet Ina Coolbrith, who served who served, excuse me, as librarian for the club, actress Elizabeth Crogers Bowers, and writer Sarah Jane Lippincott. Since Colbert's death in 1928, no other woman has been made a member. These honorary members and other female guests have been allowed into the Bohemian City Club building and as daytime guests of the Grove, but not to the upper floors of the City Club, nor as guests to the main summer encampment at the Grove. Annual ladies' jinks were held at the club, especially for spouses and invited guests. In 1978, the Bohemian Club was charged with discrimination by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing over its refusal to hire female employees. In January 1981, an administrative law judge issued a decision supporting the practices of the club, noting that the club members of the Grove urinate in the open without even the use of rudimentary toilet facilities, and the presence of females would alter club members' behavior. However, the judge's decision was overruled by the State Fair Employment and Housing Commission, which, on October 17, 1981, ordered the club to begin recruiting and hiring women as employees. The Bohemian Club then filed a petition in California Superior Court, which ruled in favor of the club, finding the, quote, the male gender to be a bona fide occupational qualification. It was revealed that the trial judge had previously participated in club activities, yet the request that he be disqualified was denied. The Fair Employment and Housing Commission appealed to the California Court of Appeal, which reversed the lower court's decision, holding the Bohemian Club's private status did not shield it from the same rules which govern all California employers. The Supreme Court of California denied review in 1987, effectively forcing the club to begin hiring female workers during the summer encampment at the Grove in Monte Rio. This ruling became quoted as a legal precedent and was discussed during the 1995-1996 floor debate surrounding California Senate Bill SB 2110, a proposed bill concerning whether tax-exempt organizations, including fraternal clubs, should be exempt for the Unruh Civil Rights Act. In 2019, Sonoma County Board of Supervisors member Linda Hopkins, who was elected to the district encompassing the Grove, wrote an open letter criticizing the role Bohemian Club had in making it difficult for women to get into politics, their lack of investment in the community despite members' personal wealth, and the anachronistic and hegemonic attitudes she felt described the group. Is it a conspiracy or not? Leave me some comments and messages on Twitter at CTCPodcast1 or Connect the Conspiracy on Instagram or Facebook. And leave a comment in the comment section below. And before we go, we'd actually like to begin a segment using the Poddex app and their conspiracy theory deck, which is available on the Poddex app on Android or iOS devices. Today's question is, do you think Jeffrey Epstein killed himself or was murdered? Honestly, I think he was murdered because he knew way too much stuff. And all the people he could have brought down if he made, like, a plea deal or anything. Like, he could have brought so many people down. I mean, if it was true, you know, Clinton, Trump, um, financial icons, business leaders, 
industry leaders, he could have taken down a lot of people if he started talking. So I think he was murdered. And that it all looks fishy when they say how he committed suicide. The cameras were not working. Um, he was left in his cell alone at the right time when a his, I think it was his cellmate was being transferred. So he didn't have anybody in the room. Yeah, this whole time I think he was murdered. But let us know what you think. Was he murdered or was it suicide? Let us know in the comment section below. And as always, thank you so much for listening and watching. And if you want to support the show, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash podcast. That's CTC Podcast. And your support helps the channel grow. And thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. You have been watching Connect the Conspiracy with your host, Larry Luis. Follow us on Twitter at CTC Podcast One and on Facebook.com slash Connect the Conspiracy. You can also find us on Instagram at Connect the Conspiracy. If you'd like, you can support the show by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash CTC Podcast. Thank you for joining us.